0: Hey there, Margie Bryce here bringing you the Crabby Pastor podcast. And I don't think you're going to be too surprised to know that it's too easy today to become the Crabby Pastor. Our time together will give you food for thought to help you be the ministry leader, fully surrendered to God's purposes and living into whatever it takes to get you there and keep you there. So we're talking about sustainability in ministry. The Krabby Pastor podcast is going to take a brief shift during Advent of this year, and I want to minister to you as ministry leaders. Um, Seldom do we get to sit in a service and just be in Even I was reminded as I sat in a family funeral recently that we often serve. And I remember when my dad passed some months ago that I was serving my family by having a memorial. And as I sat through this family funeral of an uncle that was a similar age to my dad on my husband's side, I sat there and just cried at different points and I realized that I had not sat through a sermon or a message or a funeral on behalf of the grieving of my dad and that's because I was busy serving and that's what happens, right? We get busy serving and we frequently don't get to get filled up. So it is my hope during this Advent season that I can offer you These four messages, you know, reminders. I know you know this stuff, right? But we all need reminders. That's mostly what church is about, right? Reminders. But it's my goal to say to you, I see you. I know I've served in ministry, and I really do care about the state and welfare and well being of today's ministry leaders. So, I know this is a challenging time in ministry. It's been a a challenging time for a while, right? But how does this impact our hope for the future and for what God is doing and God's work in the world and our role in all of that? And now here it is Christmas. And what happens at Christmas is uh, the throngs show up, right? And we get our hopes up. And then, you know, in January, it's a whole other different kind of thing. Uh, and that's just the nature of it, right? That's just the way it goes. I remember being in seminary and working through a course on Jeremiah. And I think today, all ministry leaders, we are Jeremiah. You know, We want to be all in. We want to give our everything. We give our hearts to our ministry. We bring in some creativity. Jeremiah, you know, was all in. (laughs) He was crazy all in almost. And at the end, he really didn't have converts. And I remember, you know, the hair on the back of my neck, you know, standing on end as I'm reading through and realizing, look at everything this guy did. And the people didn't listen to the warnings the people just resisted. So Jeremiah, you know, used the branch of an almond tree to make a point. He used a boiling pot of water. He used a ruined linen belt. The potter's clay is a well-known metaphor that was captured in the book of Jeremiah, where Jeremiah went down and You know, he got the object lesson, really, but he looked at how we are formed in the potter's hand and and what can happen afterwards when he broke a clay jar. There were two baskets of figs that was used as a metaphor. You know, the yoke, where where he put a yoke on and walked around like that to make a point, and he also bought some land when people would have said... Really, Jeremiah, this is not a great time to buy land. Just trying to remind the people that God didn't forget them, God saw, and that God would still be faithful. And always there was that call to repentance that frequently went unheeded. And and I wonder how many of you today feel like that. You have been as creative as you can be to give the message that God has asked you to give. You put your heart into everything that you're doing. You take your task as a under-shepherd, because you're under the main shepherd, Jesus. You take your task very seriously, and you've been faithful, but sometimes you just don't see the kind of response that you'd like to see uh, happen. You don't see people catch and, and get engaged and and live it. You know, I saw a meme recently on Facebook that said, becoming a follower of Jesus is more than saying the sinner's prayer, right? And we know as ministry leaders that it leads us into a life, uh, as described in John ten ten, full of great abundance, a sense of fulfillment, a sense of joy and peace that few seem to connect with today. And, and we're concerned about that, you know, but you put your heart into it. I'm a stained glass artist, and I have cut hearts out before. It's it's a tricky thing. If you think about the shape of a heart, you know, it's, it's that indent in the middle, you know, there, that is really the problem. And it sets up a weak point. And early on in my stained glass work, I did a piece for one of my sons, and I did kind of the logo of the neighborhood that he lives in, and there was a heart in the middle of it. So I, I actually cut a heart out by hand. I didn't use a, a saw. That's the difference between a hand cut and then a saw. Either way, though, you still have that weak spot in that center of that heart. And so I created this heart and I created the whole piece for him and I paid big bucks to have it shipped far away and make sure it would not arrive broken. And they put it up, it was amazing. And I went and saw it on a a visit sometime after that. And of course I walked by it and kind of scrutinized it And I could see that at that center weak spot, sure enough, there had been that break that there was a crack in it. And I said, Oh, my goodness, there's a crack in this, I have to fix it, you know, because ministry leaders, we are fixers, right? (laughs) So I, you know, and it takes a little bit of work to fix something like that. But his wife said to me, no, 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 just leave that there because, you know, when he moved far away from home, it broke his mother's heart. I was like, well, okay, that's kind of a nice story, sort of, you know, it's a sad story, sort of, but I um, I still wanted to fix it. I still do want to fix it. It's not there. So the point is that our hearts are a delicate thing and they break easy and they are tender, hopefully. Hopefully you have not navigated all of COVID and come through on the other side to this very first Christmas after kind of COVID is sort of cleared out in better than last year, okay? So we're in a better spot right now. So hopefully you've come out on the other side and your heart is not hard, but it still remains tender and we know our hearts are a delicate thing and there's weak places in it where we can look at our circumstances and our people and just get really whipped up and sad or challenged, frustrated, all of those kinds of things. But the good news of all of this in regards to the kind of hope that we have for the future so you can see I'm following the hope, peace, love, and joy, Advent, you know, themes here. The hope for the future comes in that you are where you are because God has planted your feet there. And that's a great thing to remember, especially in the Christmas season here. And, and we really need to resist the culturally accepted success in ministry model. And majority of the churches are... Under, under five thousand. <laughs> majority of churches are under a thousand. They're under five hundred. They're under, you know. I'm just saying, you just have to be faithful and obedient with wherever God has planted your feet, and remind yourself that God is responsible for the outcome, not you, so that you can freely share and freely give in the way that God has for you to give, knowing that your success is more tied to obedience than it is big time numbers, nickels and noses, or however you want to phrase that. In Jeremiah, it said this, and I, I know this is frequently used and abused, but, but used, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And this was after the Israelites were hauled off to Babylon, and they are living in a land that they know nothing about, and everything is foreign to them. They basically had the rug pulled out from underneath their feet, and they don't know which end is up, so to speak. And yet, yet god reminds us and reminded them that god has things in mind it says in in the new testament there are things that god has prepared in advance for us to be about you never know when you are going to really minister in a very strategic and meaningful way. I mean, it could be somebody that's visiting family that goes to your church on Sunday and then they go forward from there. There's a lot that is unseen about what the results and the outcome is of any time that we are working through Advent, Christmas, when we know many extra people are there. So don't get tied into the... Christmas angst, if you will. Just remember, I mean, I realized this 10 years into ministry that it's like, wow, you know, just how many things can you do with the baby Jesus, <laughs> you know? And I started thinking back to well, you know, there's probably a handful of really great directions you can go with this unless you happen to have a better creative gene than I do. You know, there really is a limited number of of ways that you're going to communicate this. But as always, and like with Jeremiah, you want to communicate it in a creative way and, and in the way that God has put those things upon your heart. So God knows the plans God has for you. They are plans to prosper you, and that doesn't necessarily mean driving a fancy car and It has more to do with your heart. God plans to prosper your heart and not to harm you. God wants us to have a hope and a future, and that hope is unseen, even though we function according to all of our five senses. You know, we just do, and we have to pray that prayer Lord, help me to see beyond what my eyes can see and see what you see and move according to that. So those are some reminders I have for you for hope in this Advent season. And right now, I just want to pray for you. Lord Jesus, we just lift up those ministry leaders in our audience listening to this, and we just pray that you would grant them a strong sense of creativity and grant them a strong sense of hope and help them to be firmly rooted in being obedient to whatever you ask them to do and help them Lord to just be be your people more than anything else. Help them to offer great compassion and care for the people that they are ministering to, even as they deliver a sermon on a Sunday. Help that compassion to come through those words and help that to be received in, in just a powerful way. Lord, I pray that you would anoint each one with the power of the Holy Spirit, that they may go forward to be your people so that Others will come to know you both as Lord and as Savior. For it is in the mighty name of Jesus Christ I pray these things by the power of the Spirit. Amen. Hey, friends. The Krabby Pastor podcast is sponsored by Bryce Art Glass, and you can find that on Facebook. I make stained glass, that's part of my self care. And also by Bryce Coaching, where I coach ministry leaders and business leaders. And so the funds that I generate from coaching and from making stained glass is what is supporting this podcast. And I will have opportunities for you to be a part of sponsoring me. And as always, you can do the uh, buy me a cup of coffee thing in the um, the show notes, but I will have some other ways that you can be a part of getting the word out about the importance of healthy self-care for ministry leaders. Hey, thanks for listening. It is my deep desire and passion to champion issues of sustainability in ministry and for your life. So I'm here to help. I stepped back from pastoral ministry, and I feel called to help ministry leaders uh, create and cultivate sustainability in their lives so that they can go the distance with God and whatever plans that God has for you. I would love to help. I would consider it an honor. And in all things, make sure you connect to these sustainability practices, you know, so that you don't become the crabby Pastor.